Good morning, honey. You're the one who knew me when. Might as well get used to you hanging around. Good morning, honey. Sit
about, but I can't ever seem to ever figure out why. Check. Internet. Check. BFF.FM. Fucking check.
the stars never show then it's harder to know where to be if it seems like the end I'm your friend but I'm your enemy I've been waiting for the world to turn
Good afternoon, everyone. You are tuned in to BFF.FM, the greatest internet radio station in the world. My name is DJ Rip Raptor, and this is the Pass Go Playlist. Hope you guys are having a beautiful Wednesday. Got some uh, music to play for y'all, and also have a special guest coming in around 1 p.m., Nick Allen. From Slick, Apache, Bad Vibes, Big Tits, every rock band on the east side of the bay that you've ever heard of. This gentleman has a hand in its existence. He's going to be coming by around 1pm for a little chat with me. We're going to be talking about life and death and everything in between. We heard in that last set uh, the return of Prince Donathan from uh, Meat Market. That was the B-side off of their Suicide Squeeze 7-inch release. Lovely instrumental track from the Oakland Boys. Before that, we heard a song by a band called Leapling from Brooklyn. The song was called Crooked, and it's from an album called Vacant Page out on Exploding in Sound Records. Before that, a little bit of a throwback. Uh... An East Bay band that is sadly no more, but was around for about five years or so. That band was called Caldecott, named after the tunnel. And the song you heard from them was Still Your Baby, recorded here at Different Fur Studios in San Francisco as part of the Converse Rubber Tracks saga. Shout out to Patrick Brown, Katie Kopach, and all the fine people at Different Fur Studios. And the first song on that set was from Ash Ryder. That song was called Heat Wave off of the album of the same name. Lots going on around the bay today, tonight, this week. Baseball is back. Very excited about that. I know you guys are too. Got a great show happening tonight uh, down at the elbow room it is absolutely 100% free and it's the two-year anniversary of commune Wednesdays which takes over the chapel I'm sorry the elbow room every first Wednesday of the month playing tonight uh, over there are hot flash heat wave the tropics and the she's and we're gonna hear a little bit from uh, that first band hot flash heat rave Right now, this song is called Gutter Girl. You're listening to BFF.FM.
San Francisco's finest radio station, BFF.FM.
Lay down beside 
nothing like Emily Afton. Those pipes, man. Local singer-songwriter from Oakland. Who I went to school with in Santa Cruz, actually. And got to know pretty well down there. And great to see her doing so well up here. This is BFF.FM. You are tuned in to the Pasco playlist with DJ Rip Raptor. Last song we heard there from Emily Afton was Stone to Stone. Very simple song. That really showcases her pipes. Before that, a song from Social Studies. Title was Away for the Weekend on Antenna Farm Records. Another track from Ash Rider. I've got something I can laugh about. From her full-length release, Ola, out on uh, 20-sided records. Before that was The Blank Tapes. With a song from their release, Vacation, that song was Don't Ever Get Old. And that was on Antenna Farm Records as well. And we started off that set with Hot Flash Heat Wave. Song called Gutter Girl. Look fly while supporting independent community-powered radio. Grab some BFF.FM merch. We have stickers, buttons, t-shirts, and... What kind of station would we be without tote bags? Visit bff.fm forward slash merch to shop and support BFF. It's about 12.40 p.m. on a nice Wednesday. We finally got some rain here in the Bay Area and across California, which is good. Stop eating almonds. Do your part. You can either not shower or stop eating almonds. Which one's it going to be? In the background here is uh, Yako Gardner. His new release, I think, just came out or is coming out real soon. Saw a picture of him holding the vinyl on Instagram, so he must uh, just have that in his possession at this point. Yako was a guest on my show a couple weeks ago, and we had a great time together. Exciting to see what comes out of his extremely creative mind over the next few years. We're going to keep things going uh, with some more local flair. This next uh, band that I'm going to play also just released a new record. Their name is Growler. G-R-O-W-W-L-E-R. Not to be confused with The Growlers. Growler it has been churning out rock and roll hits in San Francisco for a few years now. And uh, had them on my show a few weeks ago during an Eventbrite uh, live stream from a trailer that happened down at the street food park. That was fun. Gonna play a song from their newest release... This is Growler, and the track is called Long Hair, Short Wits on BFF.FM.
of evolution has taught us that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but, uh, well, there it is. There it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life, uh, finds a way. Tell me. 
I think I was embarrassing with them, wasn't I?
Alright folks, you are tuned in to BFF.FM. This is the Pasco Playlist, and my name is DJ Rip Raptor. That last set we heard uh, some music from some local bands, and not. Uh, that last song was called Outside from Apache, from the album Radical Sabbatical. Before that we heard Hot Flash Heatwave with a Dirty Dreamer. Hot Flash Heatwave was playing tonight at Elbow Room for free around 9 p.m. I uh, heard a couple tracks from Toro Imois' new album out on Car Park Records. We heard Empty Nesters and Run Baby Run. And sandwiched in between those was a song from Skylar Spence, formerly known as St. Pepsi before Pepsi brought the hammer down and made him change his name. That song was called Fiona Coyne, named after a character on Degrassi. I don't know if you guys used to watch that show or not. And we start off the sets with a song from Growler called Long Hair Short Wits. Got a couple of guests in the studio right now. You guys want to introduce yourselves to the audience out there? Hello, this is Slick. Hey, I'm Joey, bass player for Slick. We have Slick himself and Joey, the bass player for Slick. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great, Martin. Thank you for having us. It's great to be here, my friend. Oh, it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure. You guys, uh, Slick, tell us about Slick. What's up with Slick, for those who might not know? What's the what's the philosophy behind Slick and your music and your slickness? Um, well, we Slick is a new um, up-and-coming um, 
musical band. Uh, we play musical instruments. We're from uh, Oakland, California. Hot. <laughs> um, it's pretty hot stuff. Um, you know, we are very multi-genre as well. Uh, very versatile. Um, as we've... well as sticking to the single genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stick to the single formulaic genre, oh, but while okay. weaving in and out of uh, multi-genre zones, and that uh, includes uh, um, original, classic, and uh, timeless, of course. So, of course, of course. So before it was, you know, in previous things, it's been, you know, more on the original side, but now it's trying to go more into the classic and mm-hmm. timeless mm-hmm. One of a kind sort of thing. Sort of preserved in history, you know, like... Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Trying so. to make your mark on well, the world. Well, I mean, it's not a matter of trying, really. It's more a matter of doing. We already uh, doing. on the building. It's more a matter of doing, so... Um, and You're doing uh, it. Yeah, I mean, basically that's all you can do. You know, day by day, you just try to do, and, uh, you know, eventually it gets done. And you guys have been in other bands before, right? In the, in the Bay Area and around town, and played different sort of styles of music, but mostly rock and roll. If if you would call it that, I would say yes. <laughs> what would you call it? You wouldn't call it rock and roll? I'd call it uh, original, um, going on possibly classic, uh, maybe bordering into timeless, and, um, you know, all of the above. I would agree. And Joe, you joined the band recently. What were you doing before you were playing with Slick? Uh, you know, I make uh, little puppets out of garbage and have sex with them. Quite a talent. I f- I only I only try to I have I hold high standards. I try to go for the best and um, only know, the brightest. Only the best and brightest. And life uh, is better now. You know, it's great. Yeah, you, I feel like there's a market for that hot a hot puppet sex garbage. You know, is sort of a it's trending right now. I when I saw that on this guy's resume, then I. S- is that right at the top? Like it was right, right at uh, yeah. Had your address, your phone number, and then I didn't even bother reading the rest of it. No, so yeah, why? You know, why? Why do it? You yeah. don't need recommendations for anybody. That's all the validation you need, right? It's I got lightning fast fingers and a bunch of rotten tofu. So nice. <laughs> I'm sure that helps with the puppeteering and the bass playing, right? It's becoming a movement now with all the raw vegan, uh, raw mm, movement. Quinoa, mm-hmm. grass. Now yep. it's now yeah. it's rotten tofu. So, rotten tofu. It's like blue cheese, right? It has like a sort of fungal quality to right. it. That's something extra, right? Right. No matter how disgusting something is, hippies are gonna eat it and and extol its uh, benefits in one way or the other. It's good for your gut, you know. It, Be angry with you if you don't eat it. It's gonna uh, get extolled. It, it will by the hippies. It's cool. Do you guys have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, on the uh, 24th, uh, we're playing the three-year anniversary at the Nightlight. All right, happy third birthday, Nightlight. Happy huh? three years old. Doug E., holding it down. Yeah, our our good friend Doug, of course. Um, and um, he's, a, he's a real champion of the scene, I would say, sort of like an Andy Warhol of the... Of the Broadway, Jack London Square music scene, am I right? Whatever you say, man. Um, but uh, we're also playing um, at the 30th right here in San Francisco at a bar that uh, some of you gentlemen may be familiar with. It's called uh, the Eagle Tavern. Oh, I'm sure you, you, you spent a lot of time there, right? On off nights? I mean, um, 
if you want to bust me out like that, sure. Um, I guess it's too late. Um, yes, yes. And sure, so I'm gonna see all my, I'm gonna see all my, all my, all my boys you a bar down fly there. there. I'm a, um, I, I don't know what you'd call me down there. Eighty sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed back in. They call me Hansy. <laughs> Yeah, I saw uh, Shannon and the Clams there not too long ago. They have some pretty cool shows at the Eagle. Oh, have, I like Shannon and the Clams. Yeah, they did. They did, They were great over there, and they support local music. That's fun. Who you guys playing with uh, at that show? I don't remember. Shannon. No. Hopefully. No. We challenged Shannon and the Clams to have a gig with us. Right actually, now. I would like Slick and Shannon. Actually, that might work. this is something that I would that I that. Um, I was talking with um, a good friend of mine, Matt, who plays drums with us. Um, we were thinking of somebody. Um, if if you're listening, Shannon, we were thinking about um, actually inviting you to play our record release party when our record does come out. Um, I don't know exactly when that's going to be, but it's turtling now. Um, <laughs> so just ready to break. Yeah. <laughs> but when it does, I would love for you guys to play with us. Um, Anyway, just throwing that out there. No, that's uh, that's a good. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. You guys, so you recorded most of the tracks on the record already? We recorded every single track on go. the record, and it's recorded. Um, it's forever immortalized. Documented. It's, um, it's there. It's documented. It's <laughs> it's solid. It's a product. Uh, it's just a matter of getting into a physical printed form, meaning. Uh, in this case, it's going to be a a black disc. Okay. That's uh, going to be approximately twelve inches. Not compact at all. This disc is not. Compact. It's not a compact. It's an disc. expanded disc. It's going to be an EP, which I don't know what that stands for. Uh, I think it's extended. No, sorry, play. an LP. Uh, what okay. does an LP stand for? A limited play. <laughs> Why is it a limited play if Lick it has something. if it has more songs than an EP? That's a good question. Are you gonna Are you gonna Wikipedia it right now? I, I do have I tell, my computer. I tell girls I'm down with LP, and that means something special for them. <laughs> what does that What does that mean? Oh, long play. It means long play. That's what I mean. Perfect. So um. So it's gonna be a long play slick record. Yes. Yeah. But cool. we also have it. We also have it on um. The transparent um, disc. Oh, okay. That's kind of a rainbowy, holographic-y, mm-hmm. and you plug it in your computer. Yeah, you use it to, to check your teeth in the car when you're yeah. driving. I actually have one for you personally because, oh, you're, right. my, because you're my friend. Cool. Because because you're my friend. Um, I have giving, a CD player I'm in my car. Give, I'm going to give you a, a present. Wow. This is awesome. And we have uh, some of that good stuff loaded up on the computer right now. Shall we uh, listen in to a track from Slick's new album? What do you guys think? I think, uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be a great idea. Maybe Maybe let's start uh, track one. Let's start start with the very beginning. A very good place to start. And uh, what's this song called? It's called You Don't Like Me Because I Rock and Roll More Than You. You Don't Like Me Because I Rock and Roll More Than You from Slick here on BFF.FM. Thank you. 
songs are short and sweet let's uh check on the next one what's this one uh the next one coming down off a drug called love coming down off a drug called love of the album sort of play here through in the background so uh nick you write most of the songs for slick yes uh including uh all of them (laughs) what do you uh how do you write you just sort of come up with the riff and then sort of fill it in with lyrics afterwards or well it's hard to say i mean um it's kind of different every time it's um it's it's never it's never really the same. Some of these songs um, I've had, um, some of these songs I've I've had for, you know, uh, years and years, and I just never did anything with them. And some of them I wrote, um, you know, a few months ago. But usually, mm-hmm. what it comes what it comes down to is, um, uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get a tune. It, it usually starts with this tune that I can't really get out of my head, and mm-hmm. uh, admittedly, it the tune will come from another song that right. is just stuck in my head, but then I try to um, think of maybe a phrase or a situation or just something that somebody said or maybe something that happened um, that can be, you know, boiled down to a saying, and then try to build off 
uh, try to build off it from there. You know, just uh, something simple. Like, you don't like me because I rock and roll. Because, um... Is that a quote? Is that a quote from somebody? Uh, yes. <laughs> it from is. from him. <laughs> it's a quote from Nicholas Clayton Allen. And, um... Because I was wondering um, why everybody always uh, never really liked any bands that I was ever in. And then uh, I just came to the conclusion that um, it's because they don't like me because I uh, rocked and rolled more than them and currently. Harder than them. Yeah. Or just, they're just more, envious, you know, more, of the rock. I mean, I mean, I don't think it was an envy thing. I think it's just also a, a statement about, I mean, uh, I don't think, um, I think a... These days, it's the musical uh, environment is changing so much to the point mm-hmm. uh, where I think that like it's uh, everyone who's taken charge is now um, on. It's not like a, as much about having fun anymore as it is about like if you go to a show these days, it kind of feels more like you're like at an art gallery. And everybody's kind of standing around. Well, everybody's and and everybody's being like super critical. If you do anything like spontaneous or, and then if you look at the if you look at people on stage, and it's if you look at musicians and bands these days and what they're doing on stage, it's also very like reserved and and they're worried. But it's there's a there's a definite considerate. It's a it's a worry about like what. What is everybody thinking of me and like right, what is self, people are self-conscious self-conscious yeah. yeah and like you're self-conscious if you're an audience member or mm-hmm. if you're on stage and it's just kind of not enough mushrooms and LSD yeah it's not you enough party drug, it's supposed to drugs. be everybody's it's not necessarily drugs it's just like um like what are you here to do are you here to have a good time or are you here to look good yeah and most of the time it's like you know, you never even know well, like what they're trying to do, but like, it's it. Everybody needs to relax and have a good time, is what I'm. I think people are just too stressed out in general these days. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, if you work at uh, uh, Google Plus, Chrome, uh, Tinder, uh, Uber, fucking uh, Tech Me. Are we? Am I allowed? We're, we've already been swearing on here, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, say whatever you okay. want. Lift driver. Yeah. <laughs> Lift drive. I think all this uh, computer. I think all this internet computer bullshit is really stressing everybody out. Yeah. And I think maybe we can take a step back. Well, that's that. where rock and roll can step in and sort of provide an escape from all that and a place and a form where you can just be kind of wild and crazy and not really give a shit. I mean, I would hope that. I thought that that's what dubstep was for. But apparently, that's not good enough for... Apparently, dubstep's not cutting it, so I'm just trying to pick up where they left off. You're just filling the void. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you agree? Dubstep is not insane enough for us. Yeah, we it's already people. out of... It was, I, was, I, was hearing it, I was hearing about it nonstop for the past year. Yep. Now I never hear about it you ever. You welcome a psychedelic seppuku to be committed at our show by several... Insane people at once. Exactly. That sounds like uh, just the escape that people need from their normal, boring lives, right? You got enough of that. When you come to the show, let's do something different. Would you generally agree, Joe, with uh, Nick's sentiments on the state of the of apathy in, in music right now and the audience? Everything Nick says is uh, 100% 
I take it as an order. So you He's agree? A wise, <laughs> wise man. Because you've been involved in music in the Bay Area for a while, right? Oh yeah, I've, I've done some stuff, uh, you know, with the Yard Dogs and some some other people and um, some Zoopy things. But uh, I like how uh, this music makes me feel like I'm like ready to be reborn into a field of grass with nothing but horses that have like spike leather jackets on. So you have to break the spikes off so you, you can ride them bareback. But that's basically what it's like, you know, taking a plier and pulling the spikes off the leather jackets of the horses and then going out for that morning ride and collecting all the Nordic goddesses, putting them in a little red wagon and then they follow you to the show. That's the feeling you get when you're on stage rocking out with this guy. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, that's quite descriptive. Wow, it sounds like the liner notes for your guys' uh, upcoming release. Well, now we have it recorded, so we can write it down verbatim. <laughs> BFF.FM, providing a forum for you guys to say whatever the hell you want. We need it. Yeah, you do need it. Do you guys uh, have any other bands that you're into right now here in the... Besides Slick, other bands kind of give you that same feeling. Um, let me think who I want to give a shout out to. Let me think who. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Who deserves the? All right, all right, all right. Who? Let me, let me, let me give me a minute. Hold on. Who I? Kudos. Who I gonna shout out? Who I gonna shout out? Some upvotes on this shit. Who am I gonna shout out? Who are? Well, um, I love everybody who is friends with me who is in a band and that's a lot of that's people a good amount of people right that's a lot of people right now <laughs> too many to name so i'm i'm not i don't know if i'm going to be able to to get everybody on this one um i would love to obviously give a shout out to um of course, my boy Joey and Big Tits. Big Tits. Um, you know, people sometimes... Uh, oh, yeah, you said you're cool. Why Take is not the tequila. My boy Big Tits, um, Apache, uh, Bad Vibes, Shannon Clams, of course, Sir Lord Von Raven. Oh, yeah, they just had a new uh, album come out. Yeah. The Age of Machines. Exactly, it's yeah. It's a great release. Yeah. 25 songs or something. Right, double LP, yeah. Oof. They're doing great. They're doing great. They've, they're one of the only ones who, uh, you know, can... They're Not a lot of people are willing to take that risk these days. But, of course, uh, my friend Ray uh, doing Takis. Yep, they're going on tour, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. First tour? I don't know. Been a band for, like, three months and they're, they're touring? No, no, no. <laughs> not three months. But, um... Uh, who else do I gotta get to? Oh yeah, um, Vex out of uh, Olympia, Washington. Vex. They're really killing it on the um, on the whole hardcore tip. Um, uh, Daddy Longlegs, uh, New York, straight up blues. Um, nobody's doing it like nobody's doing it these days like them, man. And um, Hector's Pets also out of New York. I like them. Um, other than that, I can't think of a single thing that uh, would ever cross my mind ever uh, that I would ever give a shit about in any context whatsoever. 
Can I give a tiny shout out? Of course. David Lee Roth, man. You did good. I can't believe you went back up there with a bandage and all those stitches. You're the man. Inspirational. Are you guys uh, going to have your release out on guitars and, and bongos records? They're on? No, actually, um, no, I, um, I love the guy and um, I would be down to do that, but um, actually me and my friend um, Carlos are going to uh, start our own label called uh, Rocker Records, and this nice. album is going to be the first release off of that. And, um, it's ambitious, man, starting a label. Uh, yeah, it's ambitious, I'm, but uh, everybody I'll seems to be you. everybody 100%. seems to be doing it. So I figure it can't really be that hard. <laughs> what do you have to do? Like, just kind of like get one of those label makers. Um, and a CD yeah. Burner? I mean, yeah. I'm gonna cross tape the, machine. Are you gonna be a tape label? Or I'm gonna cross that bridge when I come to it. Okay. All I know you got is the that, name. It's all I know there. is that we have. Oh no, sorry, it's King Rocker. King Rocker Records. Yeah. K R R. But um. Yeah, it's it, it's ambitious, but it's also not. Right. Because look at all your look at all your friends who own labels. And I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. It's ma- just a conduit, you know, for, yeah. for bands and releases. It's not ambitious. It's just normalized um so it's just regular it's it's regular man it's regular i thought if you bought windows 8 you automatically get a label these days it's part of the promotional package from microsoft it's gonna be they're supporting local music yeah i actually think garage band supports local music more i think apple is the real champion of the little guy right it's true (laughs) i don't know them they ripped off the Beatles, didn't they? I think me? so. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Stevie Joby. What does it always come down to? Ripping people off. The yeah. Beatles. <laughs> and well, they ripped, Be- Beatles ripped uh, plenty of people off themselves, you know? I Just... don't think so. We sh- you should Google that. <laughs> you should Google, I don't need to Google it. You should, go- you should say, did the Beatles rip off anybody? Anybody. Because I've heard some people say the Beatles are the worst thing to happen to music. Kind of weird how they made every single song happen in that brief moment of time. And I think that's how... I think that's... That's one of the things that separates something that's... Well, I mean, obviously it's uh, up for debate what's good or not. But I think uh, one of the things that are truly good is uh, when people take uh, polar up. Op- polarizing uh, perspectives on things if they think it's either the worst thing or the best thing because I mean there's billions of people who would say that it's the best thing but I'm sure there's um, slightly not as many people who would say that it's the worst thing but still a substantial amount perhaps you don't meet many people who are like oh yeah they're okay you know (laughs) no one really takes the middle ground there's only 48 people on earth that have a meh attitude (laughs) yeah all right, Martin, I got a question for you. I know you're the interview, but now I have a question Turning for you. the tables on me yeah. over here. What's up? Beatles or Stones? We go for the Stones. We go for the Stones. Joe? Uh, I guess so. Stones at this point. Yeah? I mean, I appreciate their longevity, first of all, the Stones. You know, they're all still rocking and rolling. And, you know, I don't know, they just had more of an influence on me as a kid, I think, than, than the Beatles did, especially because 
during like the teenage years, you know, and the stones are a bit more applicable. Know. Yeah. You can relate to them a little bit more. I like I knew I could never write songs like Paul McCartney and John Lennon. But yeah. I was like, I could probably like write a song, you know. Like the they made it accessible, a little more accessible. Right. What about you? Stones or Beatles? Um, I would have to go with the Kinks. <laughs> yeah. The Kinks. Good answer. Ray Davies, man. It's another good band. I just like the Stones better because I could never imagine them playing tennis and that makes right. me like them better than, you know, the Beatles, who I imagine playing tennis and then having a butler come and I'm like, that's okay. Are you saying the Beatles were a little more uh, prissy in that sense? I just like shit raw. And tennis takes too much concentration. Mm hmm. The Beatles take too much concentration to listen to. <laughs> no, they just, they, they already, like, they made everything wonderful and then they started playing tennis. And the, the Rolling Stones, they were never, like, that awesome to begin with. So they just got better and better as people started to suck more and more. That is eloquent. There you go. That's poetry right if there. If that's not eloquent, I don't know what is. So I'm guessing you guys are going to Coachella this weekend. You ready? You going out there? Uh, yeah, we're fucking playing. Uh, we're headlining, so yeah, we're going to be there. I think uh, the, the drummer of the Foo Fighters is going to sit in with us on the kazoo. Okay. Yeah, we're getting like a guest entourage of... Um, Percussion players because nobody's doing that anymore. Really? Yeah. Percussion, like nobody really has the balls to just be like, can we, um, can you play bongo? Can you play tambourine? Can you play b kazoo? Can you play the triangle? Um, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, I think, is gonna. His be. band is playing at Brick and Mortar at the can, end of the month. Can oh, really? you play the jingle? Can, can he play the jingle bells? He probably can. He was bad he, Santa after we all. We would like uh, him to sit in with us at some point. Um, but, you know, it's hard to find... A lot of these, like, um, more successful musicians these days are coming to us and um, being, like... They're they're more answering the call and, and being like, well, you know, there hasn't... This is a this is a very bold endeavor that you guys are thinking of. You want, you want live percussion in your band? Yeah. And, um, you know, the audacity to think of, of that is... It's causing waves, it's breaking toys, it's yeah. blowing minds. But Taylor Swift he has is, a trendsetter. Taylor right? Swift is come to us. She's she's a very promising triangle player. And, we tried uh, her out on three different uh, kinds of triangles. Okay, yeah. and she she's just natural at it. Natural. She knows every corner is the same. She yeah. knows. Wow, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you hit it; it's the yeah. same sound. Yeah. There's only one slightly different that they call the golden um, corner. Which is the one where the triangle doesn't quite meet uh, yeah, the other. There's a, space. Uh, there's a little bit of space, but that's the golden corner. Keep it to the left, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Keep that part to the left. But yeah, Stevie um, Wonder. Uh, okay. Of course. A good friend. And, uh... uh Did you see Stevie Wonder? Jocko Pistorio. Jocko Pistorio. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, oh, Giorgio uh, Marodio. How about this band, Flaming Groovies? Some love for the Flaming Groovies in this room. One of my personal favorite. One of my personal <laughs> fave. I there gotta go. say, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, Cyril Jordan, 
Yeah. Chris Wilson, Roy Loney, San yeah. Francisco Rock at its finest. Right? I still have I still have yet to I know they they're always around they're they're playing every now and then always around. I know they're playing at the end of uh they're playing soon and I'm going to go see them and it's the first time I see them. But I saw Cyril Jordan um play he got on stage when I was at um a Radio Birdman show. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah, I, they're good friends. I don't know if yeah. you. I don't know if whoever Radio Birdman is an Australian um, punk band, um, and they're also one of my favorite bands. And I've seen them uh, twice out here. They're old as fuck, but they are one of the best bands I've ever seen live, um, ever in my life. But one of the, I saw them at Slim's one time, and. Um, Cyril Jordan out of nowhere um, got on stage and yep. um, he was. They all sang that King song uh, till the end of the day, and um, that was a wonderful moment uh, in concert seeing history for me personally. Um, so it's I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Flaming Groovies at some point soon. Yeah, they're what playing day uh, the what day? 17th at the Chapel right. next Friday. Yeah, some nice keys. They 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 woogie in it. Woogie. <laughs> woogie in. Slick's got some keys on the record, right? Yeah. I forget who played though. Neither was all either these, of you guys. I'm getting all these shout. I'm giving all these shout. Was it was it uh, Damien? Uh, He's no, known to no. sit in on some keys on some rec. He played on Caldecott's record. No, no, oh, I don't keys. know. I don't know him. I don't know him. Sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Damon the Sandwich. Yeah. He's a bit of a, a figure in, in Oakland. Are you Oh, familiar? yeah, I know. I'm good friends with Damon, yeah. Are you familiar with him? Damon's my good friend. Uh, I um, Sometimes I even wake up passed out on the floor of Damon's house. and Okay. He just always... Uh, <clears throat> takes care of you. Bathes me. He brings me to the correct area for. He makes uh, some chicken cornflakes. Oh, that sounds nice. Damon, he he tends to his friends very well. He owns a High Life Pizza, right? It's a really good restaurant. I actually taught him everything he knows about how to cook uh, sandwiches, pizza, how to tend to customers. Hmm. That's where he learned it from. From me, Slenard, Joe. <laughs> Rest in peace, uh, Disco Volante. That was a cool venue for a minute. Now it's a Caribbean restaurant or uh, something. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what happened there. I think um, maybe um, a helicopter crashed into it, didn't it? Something. Like a news yeah. helicopter. Yeah. They were getting high on cocaine. Some, cocaine was definitely involved. Just a helicopter smashed through the front gate of uh, Damon's building. It had no fault to do with Damon's management or anything. Wow. The helicopter. What do you guys think about this theory that some of these fires in the mission are being set by landlords. Damon? Then Damon did not set any of the fires. He's a good guy. He might be a little kooky, and he might have a funny haircut, but he's a good guy. He does not set fires. You're vouching for him. Can you confirm where he was the night? I swear. I know. He was with me. We were Passed out on the floor somewhere. Some amyl nitrate, a little gay love with the accordion. I don't care. I'm admitting it to save him from jail. Damon is a good guy. I love him. I love you, Damon. Okay. But, uh, but what what uh, set by landlords? I mean, um, 
trying to burn people out so they can build new apartments. I don't know any of this, any of this city um, happenings. You're mostly an East Bay, East Bay kid. Yeah, an East Bay gentleman, if you will. He parks his car at the edge of Oakland and rides a steed home because <laughs> he's a gentleman. Sounds about right. But um, I don't know what's going. Every time I I uh, come over here, then uh, some there's there's something there's something. Um, Something out, a toll. There's something new. Every time you come here, they're like, "Can we have five dollars to cross the bridge?" <laughs> like, uh, didn't I give you money last time? I have my own people. I have to feed over here. It's, but yeah, yeah. Every time you go into the city, it's something new. Uh, it's uh, as they as they said uh, a lot, as they keep saying, um, it's changing. It seems to be changing uh, more and more rapidly, and I don't know why. Everybody's speculating that it's about uh, the computer tech people. Combination of like uh, smartphones and legal pot has really put a <laughs> dent in the IQ of society. But it's always been a but it's always been a changing uh, landscape. I mean, even since its inception. Am I not right? Yeah, you I mean are. that's the thing with San Francisco. It's it's sort of facing in a bit of an identity crisis at the moment. Well, I wouldn't say that. Is it? Yeah. Well, you live here, right, Martin? No, I live in Oakland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where? By the lake. Oh. 14th and Jackson. Okay, well... Lake Merritt? Yeah, that's the one. Fuck, I only see you in the city. I know, it's true. <laughs> well, like... And you live in Oakland. All right, Are now you down with all those gooses over there by Lake Oh, Merritt? man, the Canadian geese? I hate them, man. Go back to Canada and <laughs> right? take your fucking now there's weird no looking excuse. poops with you. Now there's no excuse. Oh, nice. I have a present for you. All right. And um, yeah, I didn't know which one which one you were. So medium, yeah, medium, medium or good. medium or small. Which Buy one? It. These ones have better uh, texture. Slick shirts. Ooh, this one's nice too. I'll just go with the, the medium. All right. Thanks, man. All right, now we have to hang out in Oakland, not just the city. Yeah, I'm down. Cause it's. It changes too much over here. It changes. It's always changing. A lot of, some, of, some of my good friends moved because it changed too much. Right. Moved and, out to Oakland from I, San Francisco. No, moved to like other uh, parts of the country. And I was like, you know, it was really heartbreaking to me. Because I was like, what changed so much? Right. I don't get it. Could it be there's a lot of money here now? Yeah, that <laughs> could be. Like that. It could be, but there always has been. Right. So I don't really know. Um, you got to stick around, man. I think I'll try, but I don't know. It depends on how much the where are you Where are you living these days? Because you moved out of your place above the avenue, right? That spot? Um, yeah, near the avenue. Yeah, I'm, I'm, living on, um, I'm living around 25th and MLK now. Okay. So um, I love it, you know. I love it. Um, I was born, you know. I feel like I'm still at. I feel like I'm. I'm at home, and I don't know. It's. It's probably. It might be to my detriment that, perhaps, I'll never end up leaving this area. But you didn't grow up in the Bay Area, right? No, I did. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. Um, I grew up uh, mostly in. I grew up mostly in Berkeley. Um, 
But I can kind of consider the whole like um, Richmond, Berkeley, Oakland, and everything in between all to be like I, f- I consider like the East Bay just to be a its own city, right? You know, and um, but yeah, that's mostly where I ended up growing up. So I've been here all my life, and uh, I realized later that all my friends, none of my friends are from here. <laughs> yeah, um, they're all transplants. And, uh, you know, it's just a place where people come and then they try to make it work for themselves or work for something else or, and, but every year, every year there's a whole new wave of somebody. So I'm, uh, being facetious about the whole changing thing because it goes without saying that this is a change, constantly changing landscape, but I didn't really like realized later how many um, non-natives there are across the whole board here. Mm-hmm. You meet someone who's born and raised yeah. in San Francisco, and you're like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> even my you're good a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even my good friend, even my good friend Joe here is. Uh, Where are you from, Joe? I grew up uh, like in some really weird town in New Jersey, and uh, partly in Brooklyn. Okay, you do have kind of a New York. Accent when you say Brooklyn, only when I say Brooklyn. (laughs) Can't say it any other way. It's kind of a mumble through your mouth as you're dodging rocks. Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Like you're gritting your teeth almost. I'm glad because I spent like a couple months a year in Brooklyn, and um, that way I don't have to say I'm from New Jersey. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like a mark of shame for all Jerseyans. I'm admitting it on the radio. You you out. are the worst person from New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously doubt that. He man. he actually got he um he are pulled you? me aside one time. He got mad at me one time because I because I actually I accidentally outed him in public as being for, from New Jersey. As being from <laughs> and then yeah. he, he he told hey, me later he told me later he was like he was like don't say like, that shit man. He's like man you can't be talking about how New Jersey. And <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, well, it took I, me like three. <laughs> I have a reputation here. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He's like, I can't, no, people can't know about it. I was like, all right. When I got to California, again. it took me three years to get the spandex out of my teeth <laughs> just from living in New Jersey. <sighs> That's funny, dude. Oh, where are you from, Mar? I forget. Los I forget. Angeles. Yeah. See, you're not even. And now you I have a radio. Now you have a radio station in San Francisco. Wow. It's funny how things turn out, right? But I'm on it, so. <laughs> so. So, I'm on it, so. I'm, it's okay. But. Do you ever feel like that really, really cool guy from WKRP in Cincinnati? Because you kind of have that aura. I'm not familiar. What? You don't know WKRP? Oh, wow. This guy was pretty cool, and uh, he did a lot of coke, and he had some uh, foxy ladies uh, trying to stab him during his radio program. <laughs> oh, shit. I might be wrong there. I don't want to get <laughs> stuff on the internet. People correct me on my WKRP in Cincinnati uh, history. Okay. But you're as cool as that guy. Thanks, man. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that's great about this whole... That's one thing that's great about this this place, though, is that um, all the different perspectives and all the uh, universality and, um, you know... Uh, It'd be lame if it was just all people from here hanging out, right? I mean, I don't know, because I have no idea what that would be at all. Right. 
It's never been that. Um, it's only been that in high school, and that was pretty fucking lame, to be <laughs> honest with you. Did you go to Berkeley High School? Yeah, I did. Did you know Little B from um, the pack? No, I didn't know him. You know, there was like 4,000 people at Dang, our high school. It's a big one. So, I actually didn't really know that many people at all. Um, 4,000? There's 4,000 people. Did you guys on track system, like an A track, B track? Or they all were just there at the same time? I don't know. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? My school was 5,000 in LA, but we we had a track system, so it was only two-thirds of the kids were ever there at the same time. No, it was like there was every day you showed up to school, there was between like 3,500 people and, uh, you know, something else. Um, and uh, yeah, there was just a shitload of people. You were in a band in high school, right? Yes. What was that band? It was called The Impediments. Nice, and you guys Remember gigged that. in Oakland too, right? Yeah, we did. Um, Is there some kind of story involved involved with you, Joe, yeah, and The Impediments? Yeah, I, I knew The Impediments. Uh, I was actually a bouncer at a venue that they played at. Okay. That's how I met the guy. And, this guy, um, he means. <laughs> so yeah. you were a bouncer, The Impediments come to play. They're what, you guys are what, 16 years old? Yep. 16. The bunch of 16-year-olds in tow, and you know, Nick, driving their parents' cars, drinking beer. I didn't see them drive cars, and I did not legally see them drink anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I know this guy was trying to uh, fight me. Nick uh, was trying to fight you. At the end of the Why year. was Nick trying to fight you? <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe because I'm Jewish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I think, um, what did you do? What what did you do to get kicked out that they sent me after you? So, this is, this, I, this is what I've been told the story is. Okay, you've heard it from other, from other people. Yeah, this is what I've been told the story is. So, um, we, we had a show, and, um, it was at this, uh, independent warehouse venue, I, mm -hmm. that doesn't exist anymore. That I started. That, um, yeah. I get a friend Joe. Um, and, uh, so it was one of those, you know, it was just a, a warehouse, and they had, uh, they just had a bar, uh, in this room next to the stage. Okay. The stage was actually a meat locker that we cleared <laughs> oh, out and put a stage awesome. in it, yeah. and there was a gigantic steel door. You could close it and just trap all the kids in there and make them sweat and wow. freak yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> That's awesome. Vomit all over yeah. the floor. There was like a couple inches of vomit on the floor at all times. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, I forget what happened. We were supposed to play the show, but we showed up, um, I was supposed to play the show. The show happened anyway. Right. But we show up, and, um, you know, I was being 16 years old, and there was this bar, and uh, when the bartender had, um, he went out to go have a smoke or something, he wasn't tending the bar, like, whatever. Um, I forget, I, I had probably had, like, a bad day at school or something, or maybe I had a problem with my girlfriend or something, but I was, I was totally in uh, teenage angst mode. So I proceeded. Like teen spirit. I proceeded. <laughs> I proceeded to go to the bar while it was um, unattended, and I was just grabbing like every bottle oh, I possibly right. could, just and drinking. just just chug, just <laughs> like chugging. And before, like, you know, like before you're like 
you know, you're, you've been drinking for years and years and years, and then, you know, it's, like, harder to do that because your right. liver is more fucked up. Right. But, like, back then, like, you know, you could just drink, and you have, like, few g- negative associations where you're like, oh, yep. God. You know, if I tried to do that today, I would, you know, I would... Uh, be fine. I would be <laughs> fine, but... Uh, Not I'd, the next day, though. I would... I would uh, same thing. Anyway, you're like a bionic person when you're that young drinking because uh, your, yeah, your body's just completely so. So anyway, I was drinking um, excessively, and um, I thought I was going to be fine for the show. It turns out about like an hour and a half later, um, it all just like hit me at the same time. And, yep. <clears throat> you know, just um, of course, you know, <laughs> fell down. Ended up puking my guts out. Um, I had to be removed. Um, on my way out, Joe was at the door, and um, he was like the last, you know, obstacle. Obst- <laughs> he was the last obstacle of me, like blocking the door, getting away. out of there. And that was like right when I came to out of this like comatose state. And right. then, and then of course, like I wake up, and then I'm like being kicked out. I have no like recollection of what's going on. And, um, and I'm just like, oh, well, I don't even remember what I said or, like, what I did, but apparently I tried to fight him, and, um, he had enough self-restraint just to probably kick my ass out the door, and then I was, I was out of there. But, um, yeah, if you, yeah, it, it's funny for anybody who's, who's listening, because, um, this guy's, like, six, seven feet tall, like, 200 (laughs) pounds, and at the time, I was like 16, and like, yeah, pro- like a s- shrimp whippersnapper. Like, yeah, and and I'm like talking shit to this door guy <laughs> and being like, "I'll fucking kill you! Like, <laughs> get out of my face, man!" Like, fight me. Yeah. At times just, in my history, uh, yeah. I, there's been certain crux moments where I'm supposed to beat somebody up, but I just love them instead. And that's what happened with Nick. I just love this guy. He was nice. just a funny ass like motherfucker. I was like, this guy's going places. He's really drunk, and he's going out the door, <laughs> and he's going to go face first in the gutter. But after that, he's going places. Yeah. So he could tell. He could see the diamond in the rough, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so, You've got potential, yeah. kid. So like, they, you're, you're my friend. They all played the show anyway without me. Some people said it was better. Some people said it was... Most people said it was better. So, But, um, <clears throat> yeah, my friend's uh, Ray, who I was talking about earlier, he's in that band Talkies now. Um, he's also in that band Stalls. They're all right. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, it was my friend Ray and Mike, who's now in Vex. And yeah, we were the impediment. My other friend Renee, he's not. He doesn't play music anymore. He's um, working in the governor's office, and he eventually wants to be the president of the United States. There you oh, go. Wow. That's not. A, that's Wait. not a joke in any way. That's... He wants to be in the band, the president of the United States of America. Nope. He wants to have Obama's job. Oh, wow. Is what I'm saying. That's yeah. racist. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean... That's ambitious. He's, well, he's also, um, he's partly Latino, so that makes it less racist, I, I think. Does, the, that, make, uh, does, no, does no, that make that it less racist? Totally does that make it less racist? No, that, make it less, that actually works. Does that make it less racist? Is she a female? Uh, potentially later. Like I was going to say, because that would really help. Potentially later. We need a female Latina president... You know, that has like a predilection for very nice, like satin. J Lo, maybe, for president. Dresses, high heels, crystal high heels. What about a Hillary Clinton? She's 
Latino, uh, she's, kind she of. Should, she should be on the cabinet, maybe, but I'm thinking we need some hot, really hot president right now to, like, get respect from other con countries. And, mm -hmm. You know, we put a really beautiful, lovely president with, like, very nice body and a winning smile. Send her out there. World peace, right there. Yeah, at least a piece of something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are almost out of time here on BFF.FM. This is the Pasco playlist with DJ Rip Raptor. You guys brought some instruments. Do you want to play a quick little ditty before we uh, get on out of here? How's that sound? Let's let's do one. All right, let's do it. Let's play. Let's do one. are live on the air with Slick here on BFF.FM. Alright. I have a uh, synthesizer, so I'm just going to program it to acoustic guitar mode. Sounds just like a guitar. Sounds like a guitar. Just gotta program the synth. Man, tuning synths these days, you know what I mean? Good enough. So, do we got enough room? Alright. 